The Profane Argument is a podcast for secularists, freethinkers, agnostics, and atheists. We discuss topics that we think are relevant to non-believers. Welcome to the show. And welcome to the 14th episode of the Profane Argument Podcast. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Okay, so first today, I think we're going to have to start with a conversation about what's going on in Istanbul. This just happened, what, a few hours ago at this point? I agree. Three explosions, I think I heard. Three different suicide bombers who came into the Istanbul airport with with assault rifles started shooting up the place and when either they ran out of uh ammo or got to i think one of them was was shot and in any case they all detonated and uh what was the number the last number i heard was there was 32 people killed and it was something like 80 seriously wounded or or wounded at least Uh, the last i checked it was 36 dead and 147 injured yep that's that's what i'm seeing yeah my phone keeps updating Mm. Yeah, I knew the numbers were still going up. Nobody has taken responsibility, but everybody is pretty much going with the idea that these people were somehow associated with ISIS. That Um, is the general assumption. Yeah. Yeah. Did Donald Trump congratulate himself yet? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he did. Okay. He does that like every five minutes, doesn't he? Check his tweets. Yeah, nothing that I, I certainly don't follow him on Twitter. So we were talking a little bit before we started recording about the the why, and it, it, it came up on on CNN while we were watching that CNN kept saying that Turkey is a, a Muslim nation, but they have ties to the Western society, so that's why ISIS doesn't doesn't like them. And it goes, I think, it's a little bit deeper than that. I mean, I, I suppose it is a Muslim nation because of the the number of people who are Muslim in the country, but. It has a secular government. It has no official religion. So that that definitely seems like a uh, a prime target for ISIS. Yeah, they've been targeted by ISIS before, or at least verbally, because they are so close, because it is a Muslim nation and it's a successful secular government. And they are obviously the target of, of ISIS because they are the antithesis of what they believe in. And if you haven't seen it, I don't know if you guys have been watching CNN, but... Mm. They they have been showing over and over again the actual camera footage of the one guy detonating himself. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. yeah. Damn. I gotta check yeah, that out. I, like I saw it like four times after <laughs> coming home from work. Wow. That yeah. seems that seems graphic even for CNN. Yeah, it is. And well, one time, two or three times into it, the the one I can't remember her name. She does out front. But she actually came on and was like, this warning, this is graphic. I'm like, you've shown it three times already. (laughs) Now we're getting a warning? (laughs) Yeah. But there's a couple different videos. One, There's a video of of one explosion, but it's far enough off that you just see an explosion. But then the one is like a security camera that is, it's dead on. Mm -hmm. They show the guy running in. Then he falls over like he's, it looks like he's been shot. His gun goes sliding across away from him. And he starts, for a good 30 seconds, just kind of, fiddling around in his middle midsection. I don't know if he's trying to find the trigger or something. But then all of a sudden, just you know, the screen goes dark and then bright. And it comes back with red. Yeah. <laughs> red mist. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty It's pretty graphic, all right? Yeah. And they're playing it constantly on CNN. Ha! Huh. Man. 
Yeah. Along with all the uh, the ambulances outside and everything like that. And they do keep talking about the one question that keeps, well, how did they get, you know, where where they were in the airport? And they weren't they weren't in the past of security. They were in the, the public areas of the airport. Oh, okay. Um, like where you get your ticket. Yeah. Right. And they were just, you know, aiming to be in crowds. Right. So the whole idea that, well, how did they get in there? Well, they they walked. They walked. They, yeah. <laughs> they used the door. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, that's not, unless you're going to cordon off an area outside of the airport, and even then, you're going to have people crowded up outside of that secure area. So, yeah, it's... That, that's it's, your next target, yeah. Right. The target will just keep moving further away from the, the planes, I guess, but... But yeah, in any case, I don't think there's a whole lot of question about whether this uh, attack was religious, in, religiously inspired. It seems fairly obvious. Well, it's the last week of Ramadan, and ISIS has supposedly spent on things saying, you know, in this our whole our last week of our holy week, now is the time to do attacks. So, and there was something about uh, the State <laughs> Department. <laughs> warned, seems rude. Uh, who knows? There, it, it's so insane that. Trying to you know understand their their motivation, it's pointless. I'm not see. I'm not sure about that. I think the motivation is quite clear. Their their doctrine that they have been, and this is not necessarily, you know, I'm not generalizing all Muslims, but the doctrine of of ISIS, the doctrine of the caliphate, is that if you do this, you are guaranteed paradise, and this is the most spiritual way to enforce the will of Allah. So to me, I think they're. Their motivation is kind of clear. Really off uh, and wrong, but it seems like the motivation right. is right there. Right. It's very straightforward. I think the confusing <laughs> motivation is I feel like as these uh, attacks are becoming more and more prevalent, they seem to be – the reaction seems to be a push for uh, isolationism when I would think that's the complete wrong move. Right. Like, like these uh, these attacks are, you know, I think what what played into you know, England leaving the EU and and things of that nature and, and support for people like Donald Trump mm -hmm. when I, I think, you know, banding together globally is the correct answer. Not, well, we need to stop all this globalization nonsense and go back into our tribes and not talk to anybody ever. We'll be safer that way. That seems ludicrous. Yeah, I agree with that completely. The whole idea behind the, I mean, the way that that the Muslim community in America has has done so well is because they are more assimilated. They're more parts of part of our culture and, and integrated with, with the rest, you know, every other American. It's like the idea that I can't remember the name of the movie. Uh really good movie, the the New York gangs. Gangs of New York? Yes. <laughs> so you had so close. Got real close. That was awesome. So you had the different gangs that were set up, and they were they were isolated. They, you know, you had the even throughout history, you have the Irish who were separated from the Italians, who were separated from. Once it became more integrated, you have a single society. You don't have all these little isolated groups who have this tribalistic idea that they have to take out the other groups. It's the same. It's the same thing with you know the people who are Muslim in America who have integrated more into society are far less likely Ray? to become radicalized. Yeah. Ray, I've got an awful story to tell you. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> Do you have something that just contradicts everything that I said? Sort of. Ian, you know this story. I told it on the other show. So oh, the day, uh. the, yeah, the day after the uh, the Orlando attack, yeah, 
I had stopped into a friend of mine's restaurant who is Muslim, and I know his whole family, and I often use them as examples when people are like, Muslims are awful, they're they're horrible people, and I'm like, right. I'm like, I know Muslims, a few of them. They're not mm. bad people. They're very, very nice. My mother is very close friends with this guy. She goes to his house. She loves Indian food, which he cooks a lot, even though they're from Bangladesh. <laughs> I guess it's all the same. Uh <laughs> Oh, same baby. same area. Well, they've all broken <laughs> off from India. So. <laughs> right. So uh I was I stopped over there and I was talking to him and of course CNN was was had all the news on and this and that and we were talking about the attack and you know Yanni his name is Yanni and his family they're all pacifists and I said, "You know, the thing I just don't understand about everybody is like the need to kill over you know, something that somebody else is doing that doesn't really affect you. I, I Like, for me, I go, I just don't care what you do until it starts directly affecting me. Or you start telling me I have to change what I do because of what you do. You know, and even then, I'm not going to kill you. And my friend Yanni, who I've used as an example to defend Muslims, says, Jared, I hate all gay people. <laughs> and oh, I was like, wow. I go, what? And he goes, yeah, I hate them. I hate them with my with all of my heart. I hate gay people. And I'm like, Why? And he goes, because my religion tells me to. <laughs> he said, because God made a man and a woman, and that is wrong. And I go, but you serve gay people in your restaurant. He goes, well, I'll take their money. <laughs> he goes, but I hate them. He goes, but I hate that guy, Omar Mateen, more than I hate the gay people. And I said, why? And he goes, because now he went in there. You're not supposed to kill people, and that's wrong. And he went in there and killed all those gay people, and all those gay people are going to heaven now. And all the and he's going to hell. It should be the other way around because the. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, we're totally fucked." <laughs> and I wow. Leave. So yeah, they'll acclimate and come here and take your money and open up restaurants and not you know they're not going to blow with your shit. Moms, yeah, hang out with your Indian mother, food. but they but still hate you. It's not even a question of hate. It's kind of like yeah, we agree with everything that's going on. We're just not doing anything about it. Yeah, that's a more scary thought. Yeah, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you brought up the whole, you know, in the United States, they tend to be um, assimilated in with the rest of the population, whereas in Europe, they aren't. But why is that? Is that because the, the European countries are ushering them into these communities, or is it that they're congregating together? I don't understand why I it's think it's the way they, the, how they, like, corner them off into mm. different sections of the city. Yeah, I would say it's definitely uh, it's definitely a combination. It's not just a one or the other because th there are different I mean in a lot of cities a couple that we've already talked about in other shows that there are little areas that are here's where you can go, here's where we've made housing for you and then there's no clear way of integration. But then you also have the idea that, well, I am Muslim and I only want to hang out with Muslim people. And right. oh, by the way, the book that I read says that I shouldn't integrate with people who aren't Muslim. So it, they kind of keep to themselves anyway. Um, and it, again, that, that doesn't just apply to Muslims, but I mean, that's, that's the topic, right? Well, I guess the way out for uh, in these, you know, modern day ghettos is, um, jobs outside of that community. And right. if you can't get a job outside of that community, then you can only work inside the community, then you're just never going to leave. Whereas in America, those you just start a business and you serve gay people and hate them while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, right. But you know, but, but integration is hard. It's just it's counterintuitive. Yeah. If I found myself moving to another country, I'm not going to be opposed to that country's culture, but you know, I'm also going to be attracted to any other 
you know, Americans or expats who have relocated there to make the transition easier for myself. Sure. Sure, Right. Yeah. And listen, America is not the exclusivity to this. There is this town close to here called Kiris Joel. Have you ever heard this of this town? I don't think so. Oh, look it up. A lot of fun. (laughs) So all of a sudden, Kiris Joel was just a regular town, normal town. And all of a sudden, these Hasidic Jews started moving in. And just (laughs) fucking took over the whole goddamn town. I think they changed the name of it, too. I don't know what it used to be called, but I'm sure they changed it to Kiris Joel, because that sounds very Hasidic Mm. to me. And that now they're, like, trying to change the laws in the town that you can't walk around showing your ankles. Please don't curse out in pub. I mean, all these weird things. And, like, there's a big uproar. But then the FBI just went in there and and investigated them. I think they're touching kids or something or some kind of crazy shit. (laughs) Running drugs. Who the fuck knows? There's always something going on. But uh, they took Uh, over the whole town. And they just now they just bought something around here, like, close to my town. This big restaurant and 100-acre complex that they're doing. And they're closing it off and... Well, I mean, the 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 pull to be with um, people like yourself is strong, but you know, it's like Ian said, you, you have to integrate with the rest of society and become a global society. Otherwise, we're doomed. We're not going to slide back into the nonsense of the past. So. Well, that's yeah, that's true. I mean, listen, there have been plenty of times when I was living in the city that I wound up in a extremely black neighborhood, and my first instinct was to look for a white person, even if it was from across the room. Mm. But on the same token, I wasn't going to be like. Hey, all you black people should start acting the way I do because I'm here now, you know, or I I plan on moving into this town, which which is why I get irritated as fuck when people get pissed off that you only speak English in America, Mm. you know, and they're like, well, I don't speak English. Why is the menu not? I'm like, go fuck yourself. This is America. (laughs) (laughs) I don't go to Japan and demand shit to be in English, even though it is. (laughs) You know, but I certainly right. wouldn't demand it. It's the, the fact that you don't demand it. And I, I think that, you know, to a degree, what, what you're saying is, is reasonable. You shouldn't, you know, it's, it's definitely got to be a little bit of both. You shouldn't, you know, you don't show up somewhere and expect them to change for you. And you don't completely change who you are for them. You just kind of find a way to, to work together. Yeah. And I understand what you were saying. I used to do that all the time when I would, I, I have, I have a friend. Her name is Dawn, and when we used to go drinking together in our younger years, we would end up in some really backwoodsy parts of Pennsylvania, and we <laughs> felt pretty out of place. And what we would always do was we would go over to the jukebox, because by this time, they were we've moved to almost all digital jukeboxes, so you could play essentially anything you want if you're willing to pay an extra, like, 50 cents. <laughs> we would go over, play some Dropkick Murphys on the jukebox order a Guinness at the bar and see who came to talk to us. Like, we would walk in and we would fly a flag and see who our friends were. And, (laughs) you know, no one was like, you can't play that in here, get out. So that was, was, you know, never didn't have any real negative connotations. But, uh, you know, it's it's just, it's what you do when you're in an uncomfortable environment. You look for something familiar. Sure. Right. And and let me reiterate when I say, um, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong if you want to open a restaurant and put it in multiple languages. I'm just saying you shouldn't have to. That's all. Also true. What I find irritating is that the the one thing you're wrong about, though, when Americans go to Japan, they demand that that the English menu. (laughs) Oh, no, no. I just said meat. I'm not talking. (laughs) Listen, Donald Trump is a candidate for president of the United States. We know half (laughs) this country is fucking stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Most Americans uh, or half of What is it? 48% of Americans think that the rest of the world should speak English. God damn it. (laughs) 
in my case, I didn't have a choice. <laughs> Growing up, we, you know, we had the foreign language classes of French and Spanish taught by the same complete ignorant fuck who had no idea how to speak <laughs> any of them. So I didn't have a choice. Like, I, I, I took some Spanish, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it's not useful at all. So yeah, and that, that comes, from, no, but we had a good math course. So, you know, there's trade yeah. off there. But. Fair trade. <laughs> Bonjourno. Uh, <laughs> Bonjourno. <laughs> All right. So, in any case, that's what's in the news. I think we're going to move on. It's kind of, we've already kind of tread on this a little bit in the little bit of conversation we've had. The, the question that we're going to pose and, and look at this week is we want to look at the most reasonable religion. So, we've already discussed a little bit about some of these. So, here's my list. First thing that I have on the list is are it's the top. 10 religions in the world and this is by population and some of this is obviously some of it's guesswork a lot of the christianity numbers we can be sure of a lot of the islam numbers we can be sure of. but as we get down to some of the other ones a lot of people don't actually report that they are of one religion or not they're just you know they're from a certain area so maybe they practice shintoism but they're not Really, you know, they wouldn't call themselves that. So some of the numbers are might be a little skewed. But in any case, number one in the world is Christianity with 2.1 billion, according to these uh, these numbers. And this is from stats taken at the end of last year, so fairly recently. Number two is Islam, 1.3 billion members. Number three is Hinduism with just under 1 billion. I thought number three was Judaism. Nope. Yeah, well, that's what not by populace. Huh. Oh, I, I, I apparently, I apparently moved, uh, moved the. Okay. In and I put the Abrahamic religions together. Okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. So number four is Buddhism with three hundred seventy-five million. Number five is Sikhism, which is at twenty-five million. Quite a big drop off there from yeah, four hundred to twenty-five. Drop off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a lot of people uh, think Sikhs are Muslims. So. <laughs> yeah, this is true. And that might be uh, an identity problem with uh, the reporting. But uh, number six is Judaism at 15 million. Uh, number seven is Baha'iism. Wait, wait, wait. There's more Sikhs than Jews? Yes. Holy shit. By nearly uh, 50%. And they're all in Hollywood, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baha'iism is at 7.5 million. Uh, next is Confucianism. Which is at 6.4. Number nine is Jainism at just under 5 million. And number 10 is Shintoism. And then also to that list, we have added a few. There's some neo paganism religions, Gandhiism, which is completely new on me. Yeah, it's, it's, we'll talk about it. It's a little sketch in the religion department. So (laughs) it might not live long on the list. And then we had a couple that I don't think are going to be on on the list for long at all. In fact, I think I'm striking them off right away. I'm going to skip one and go to the Native American beliefs. We wanted to talk about the Native American beliefs a little bit because they're not really a religion per se. And I say that because it is a whole lot of different beliefs. There are a whole lot of different tribes and their different beliefs as to whether, you know, how, how the spirits work. There's no, it's not a codified religion as such. It's just it's it's a there are a whole lot of different types of beliefs. Oh, native religions, yeah. Right. So, we can't really qualify that as a single religion. That's the only reason I'm really striking it off the the list to begin with. Uh anything else we need to say about that? I don't no, think I, so. 
agree with that, I think. Okay. And the other one that I'm striking off is because it's not an actual religion, is the uh, the Church of Cannabis. <laughs> Phew. That was a close one. I thought I was going to have to scrub myself off the list of atheists that I know. Who knew I was a spiritual guy? Well, the only reason I put it on the list, because it was in the news today, the Lansing, Michigan, a, what is he called? A... Pot-smoking hippie? A pot-smoking hippie decided that he needed a religion. He didn't want it to be a c- cannabis cult, so he formed a religion. So, yeah, we can strike it off the list. Uh, <laughs> I love the one thing. How can this be a church if, if you don't subscribe to a religious theology? And he said, well, it sounded better than cannabis cult. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a, it's a BYOB church. Bring your own belief. Okay. thought you were going to say bring your own bud, and I was going to be like, cool. <laughs> That's yeah, fair. I'm starting to think I want to join this church. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think you should get chopped pretty quickly. And yeah. uh, now, now we're going to talk about chopping Gondism, just because even though it was it was a front runner for for I, I think at least reason, I, it's definitely not falling under the category of religion. I, I don't know that you get to be a religion, you know, if you just get enough people who be, who like agree with the same things, uh, because Gandhi absolutely. Did not approve of Gandhism. <laughs> yeah, he was right. not a big fan. So, so I mean, but essentially, it's just it's just uh, you know a collection of people who the the two pillars of Gandhism are truth and nonviolence. If you're into truth and nonviolence, boom, you're a Gandhist. <laughs> Which I sounds mean, pretty reasonable. Yeah, right. it does sound pretty reasonable. It does seem super reasonable, and it was you know based on the uh, the practices and teachings of of civil resistance and uh, you know the life work of Mohandas Gandhi and. Uh, you know, it grew from there, but you know, there's no, there's no tax exempt status. There's no, uh, you know, there's no central, central pillars of the religion. So I, I think it might not make the cut, but it right. seemed to be filled with reason. I noticed sure. uh, Scientology didn't make it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> uh, I think because oh well, it did. It probably didn't make it on the list because it didn't make my list because it's not. One of the top ten religions based on oh yeah that's uh, right uh, right they only um, got like two hundred thousand or something right something yeah, some I, extremely yeah, small sure. number it I mean they'll tell you they have millions but right I was gonna say it did not make my list because I am fearful of angering Zenu <laughs> oh well I mean I would <laughs> I don't never mention it because worry about. <laughs> the word reasonable and Scientology don't go to don't go together that well no they right. don't well, no it's, it's you're right it's probably not Zenu it's probably uh what's that miscavige What's his name? David Miscavige. Miscavige. Yeah, that guy. (laughs) So before we, so I did add it to the list because it is a recognized religion, technically. (laughs) But uh, before we strike it from the list, since it is an actual recognized religion, what about neo paganism? Is that something that we can say is an actual recognized religion? Neo paganism is kind of a catch-all for lots of different different beliefs. So Wicca falls under it, modern witchcraft falls under it, occultism, all kinds of different things. And Dru- true. Sorry? The Azatru. I, I don't recognize that one, but the goddess Azatru, movement. Azatru are the followers of the Norse religion. They believe ah. in uh, Thor and Odin. Right. It, it, the, the, even the name of it, it's neo-paganism. The pagans were anything that weren't Christians when uh, Rome was trying to take over the world. Right. So it's all of the old religions, and some of them have been, you know, renewed and and you know recharged again, and some of them are completely made up. It's just anything that is more of the the, the native type religions of Europe as opposed to the native type religions of North America. So, although I would like to leave it on the list beyond Scientology, I think we're going to have to take it off immediately because of the same reason we remove the Native American beliefs. Agreed. 
Yeah, I, I think there there might be some small religions in there that might qualify as quite reasonable, but they're small. Well, not just not just that they're small, but they're small and they're not actually recognized as a as a religion. A, a religion unto themselves, right? Right. I mean, Wicca is right. probably as close as you can get, but I don't consider that terribly reasonable. So I would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's you know it's so oh, happy and hippie, but it's you know it's it's based on witchcraft. So I'm out. <laughs> it breaks right. up relationships. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna say no, let Jared now. <laughs> just give it the chop. Huh. All, All right. right. Take it out. If there's no argument, I'm, yeah, okay. Yep. So that leaves us with the original 10 and Scientology, which <laughs> we're going to, to leave on. Um, it's not lasting very long. But um, mm. so of our, our now top 11 recognized religions, we're going to, by, by, we're going to weed out by striking off the least reasonable of all the religions. Scientology. By far. Yeah, that's number one to go. I'm, I'm really I'm looking at the list trying to make an argument for something here, and I just I got nothing. Zeno yeah. and volcanoes. I mean, come on. Trillions of years or billions. <laughs> I mean, you you sign a billion year contract. Get, get, get right. that fucking shit off the list. <laughs> yes. All right, we're going to recognize it as a religion and find it the least reasonable on the list. I would say yes without any argument. Okay, all four of us are having our internet cut off now as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> We're on a list. I'm already on several, but we're on a new list. Um, right. So does Christianity yeah. also encompass Mormonism? That's what I assumed. That's why I didn't mention it. Okay. I believe I would believe so. I'm kind of curious how many members they have and wonder if that's why they weren't actually on the uh, on their on their list. Mm. Church of Latter-day. Any idea? Oh, no, they've got a there's a ton. Yeah, that has to fall within Christianity then. Okay. In the United States, there's more than 6 million followers. Wow. What? Wow. Well, does that That's include crazy. people that they baptized after they were dead? Oh, I'm That sure is does. true. Yeah. They do, do they the reverse them? baptism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> did, you see, that no, did you ever see Bill Maher unbaptized Mitt Romney's father? <laughs> it's the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> I have not, but man, I hope that happens to me. <laughs> if you get baptized after you're dead? Yeah, that'd be sweet. Okay, I will no, take the, care no, of it. No, no, not the unbaptized. If I, I want to be baptized after I'm dead. Oh, you do? You guys, you guys can do whatever you want to me when I am dead. <laughs> you well, can Ian, if you corpse, do get, you can sell like, me if, to science, you can baptize me, you can make me like a puppet and, and like marionette me down the street, you can weekend at Ian's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if some Mormons decide to baptize you and make you a Mormon... I will go through the effort of making a YouTube video of unbaptizing you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, I appreciate because that. what's involved in that is whatever the hell you want to do. <laughs> Bill Maher put a wizard hat on. He invoked science. <laughs> it, was, it was fucking crazy. <laughs> so of the 10 that we have left, <laughs> we're yeah. really just getting started. Oh, yeah. What would you say is the least reasonable? Uh, you will need to tell me a lot more about Baha'ism. Mm, okay. I know zero things about Baha'ism. I know zero things about Sikhism, other than they... Did they kill Gandhi? That does not sound right. I thought Sikhs killed Gandhi. Mm. All right, I only really know three very well on this list. Yeah, and I don't even know those three that well. I know them yeah. well enough that I would chop the Abrahamic ones all with one swing. Yeah. <laughs> and move them to the to the... <laughs> Not reasonable zone? Interesting. Gandhi was shot by a Hindu. Mm. That surprises me. Hmm. That so, does surprise me because I really remember playing a game of old-timey, like, super-dated Jeopardy 
with you guys minus Jared. And the final Jeopardy question was who killed Gandhi, and Ray got it right, and he said it was it was the Sikhs. Oh. Interesting. That sounds very familiar. No, it was definitely some. And Jeopardy it... agreed. But I believe you. I, I believe do. the internet. It's trustworthy. Wikipedia. Was it Super Nintendo Jeopardy? Because that's been known to be. No, no, it was not. It was it was a board game. It was like an old school, like 1980s board game. <laughs> it had some really exciting dated information on it. <laughs> some of it was wrong, evidently. Yeah. Yeah. No, Interesting. But anyway, so let's do. Let's do. You want to start with 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 the heavy hitters up at the top first, and then delve deeper into the things we don't understand or should well, we learn more about the other ones so we can compare and contrast? I'm assuming Karen and Ray know more about those than we do. So based on what you know, are they more reasonable <laughs> than the top three? Well, I think Sikhism, yeah. I think it is... It, it's, I was going to say, it's I not, would say I would throw my hat in with the Jainists before I would sign on for Christianity or Islam or Judaism. Right. So here's the thing. With that in mind... The If we go by the number of people killed for belief, mm. the Abrahamic religions top this list without a question. Now, Judaism, we don't have a whole lot of real historic knowledge about Jews attacking and killing people that doesn't come from the Old Testament. Mm. We can't really trust a lot of the, of the Old Testament, but there's a lot of problems with the Old Testament. And But if, even if we take it as fact... That puts Judaism as the third highest religious killer on our list. Yeah, sure. They did. They killed the, you know, all the firstborn of Egypt. Mm. That's quite a heavy toll. Well, not just that, but the genocidal attacks on uh, Moab and the Canaan. Sure. And yeah. So, yeah. So I, I have to say that, no, of the list that we have, given my knowledge is a little weak on a couple of them, Christianity, Islam, and Judaism – I, I would have to strike down just because of the murderous effect as being the the least reasonable right. of our list. I, I agree. agree. They do they do not rely on reason. And okay. I and I and I can hear the the newer Christians out there, you know, crying a cry of foul foul play. But we have to include Christianity, not just you know the good Christians of today, but the bad Christians of the of today and the bad Christians of the past, and the absolutely homicidal maniac Christians of the far past. So right. you got to include all of them. Right. And I mean, if you're a Christian believer today and you follow the teachings of Jesus, mm. then what you do has nothing to do with the reason that that is being stricken from the list. Right. Jesus, the teachings that he had, he was the the, the first hippie. I mean, mm. <laughs> mm. he taught peace and turning the other cheek and all that. Unless you were a tax collector, then he got mad at you and threw your table around. But... <laughs> But in any case, I, I still we have to, as you said, we have to take the religion as a whole, right? And Christianity of the past definitely has not shown that it is a reasonable religion. It's Christianity of today is much more reasonable, and maybe there could be an argument made that it's more reasonable than some of these others. But again, we're taking the religion as a whole. But yeah, but even today, though, you have to include the crazy Christian fundamentalists who are not nice people. So right, yeah, no argument goes down on the bottom of the list. So we're just striking them off as as one and not putting them in order. Uh, right. <laughs> okay. Interesting. That'll work. Yes. That'll work. Yeah, eight, nine, and ten, I don't really care which order they're in. Okay. I so. do. Islam's at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, I'm on board with that. Yeah, in light of what happened today, yeah, put that at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to be dicks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll take that as a good reason. 
<laughs> All right, so we have Hinduism, uh, yes. Buddhism, Sikhism, Baha'ism, Confucianism, Jainism, and Shintoism. Why don't we start at the bottom? All right. Because, no. Uh, well, no? Uh, no, go ahead. Yep. Oh, okay. So Shintoism, this is, I don't know if it is still the national religion of Japan, but it might as well be. Shintoism originated in Japan. It was, it, it's basically all about not worshiping, but respecting your ancestors, respecting the spirits, and the spirits can be in anything. The spirits are in trees, in rocks, in people, wherever. It's 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 all about the the kami is the 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 name that they have for the the spirits that exist. So in that, it does not have a formal worship. There's no god. They venerate spirits. But there's no actual worship of spirits. But there's, they said it's something around. There's more than eighty thousand shrines in Japan that are Shinto shrines. So it is widely. So it's it's kind of like the way everybody in America kind of puts up a Christmas tree and follows kind of the religious beliefs, right. even if they're not religious in any way. People in Japan will follow the beliefs of Shintoism, even if they're not Shinto, because that's just that's how it's done in Japan. Is they there are these things that we do. That's just how we do. It. It's tradition. Right. And okay. you, you were saying that, and I remembered, and I, I just looked this up. So there's something called the Kanamara Matsuri, which is the festival of the steel phallus, and it, they yes. w- venerate everything. And this happens to be a nine foot cock. <laughs> and there are lollipops of penises, and this is that whole festival around the penis. So they venerate all the things. I'm converting. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I like this. Is this, uh, a, penis. Is this yep. a respect your elders religion too, or and, or? Oh yeah, let's get some down with. Yeah, I'm I'm in that jam. I wasn't sure if Karen was talking about Shintoism <laughs> or if she was just reliving her bachelorette party <laughs> <laughs> this is a shinto festival held every spring okay there, there were there were a sizable number of cocks there <laughs> <laughs> at my bachelor party yes oh my god bachelorette party <laughs> bachelorette party yeah but it was necklaces popsicles fondant the the, the handcrafted centerpiece <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's gonna that's gonna stick with me probably for the rest of my life yeah it, it was lovingly that handcrafted. Was, that was borderline art <laughs> Indeed. That is one of the uh, finest cock sculptures I've ever seen. <laughs> Absolute truth. Absolute truth. But it had nothing to do with Shintoism. No, no, um, no, it was not venerated. So I would make an argument that Shintoism is fairly reasonable, yeah. um, although there are some beliefs in, within it that are, well, not so much. But in any case, let's move on. Uh, uh, next up on the list is Jainism. Ian, uh, can oh, you talk Jainism. about that? I can. It's it's another another we haven't touched on the other ones, but it, it definitely will fall under the ancient Indian religions. Mm. It is centered around, I want to say, five five vows that uh, include nonviolence, no lying, no stealing, chastity, and then non-possessiveness, I believe. Is that five? Or did I miss? No absolutionism. That's important as well. So um, the, the, the purpose Absolutely of this... Absolutely no... Okay. Right, right. <laughs> really what, what they want you to do is to conquer all your passions and desires, and that is how you ascend in this religion. Like if you are free from attachment and desire and anger and pride and greed and on and on, then once you conquer all those, which is, you know, essentially what, what the word Gina means, you know, then you, you become... That is, then your soul can ascend through self-discipline 
and through, uh, oh no, avoidance of all forms of indulgence. There's a word for it that I don't know. Deprivation? No, not not deprivation. Nope, nope, it's asceticism. Mm, okay. If you're an ascetic, if you're an ascetic and you are very disciplined, then Jainism is for you. And my, my understanding pro- is that there are no actual gods or, or spirits divine that correct. are within no. the belief system? Right. Other than your own soul, there is there is no there is no central there's no creator figure. There are no gods or goddesses. It is really just the belief that that you uh, that you can kind of become one with all humanity if you deprive yourself of all these other things and you you stick to the non-violence, non-lying, non-stealing. Hmm. It's well, intense. Not that I enjoy it. It does sound very reasonable. Like kind I would, do, I wouldn't do it because it. I hate I'm, these things where every, it always <laughs> seems like. Hey, you want to ascend in our religion? Repress everything that you want to do. <laughs> right, Every, right. Everything that makes living fun, nope, nix that shit. Hedonism is fun, yeah. Right. I, I guess I would say that it is not the most reasonable because I have no reason to believe that denying myself all those things would make me any better. Mm. It might give you some measure of peace and control, but is that happiness? I don't know. Yeah. Hard to say. Mm. I don't know. It's definitely... I do like the fact that it disregards a lot of the supernatural elements which seem essential in the more popular religions. Right, and it's That's likelihood where I was of going, becoming yeah. violent is next to nil. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. absolutely. Well, while Shintoism seems way more peaceful and fun, they do have the spirits in there, though. That's, yeah, which, right, but but it's really it really seems to me when they reference the spirits, it's nothing more than an old school version of Ancestry.com. Mm. Oh, mm. Like, it's really just following your heritage and, and you know, growing from that and respecting the people that came before you to make you possible. But you're making shrines to them and shit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't say it was, I didn't say it was dripping with reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before we try and strike one off of it, how about Confucianism? Who, who just thinks that they can talk about Confucianism? My only understanding of Confucianism is there was Confucius... And Confucius says, "Man who stands on toilet is high on pot." <laughs> that's <laughs> right. Uh, that's a uh, obviously a joke that I heard when I was in grade school. But uh, hey. really, that's about all that I have is that there was Confucius. He there are several writings of his, and they basically teach. It's a school of thought, I guess. It's not really described as a religion, though necessarily i mean even the beginning the wikipedia article says sometimes described as a religion right it, it's more of a philosophical way of living not a religion but is that just because there is no god in it well i don't know it made the top 10 religions mm, yeah <laughs> right but uh yeah it it really is more of a way of living a, a school of thought than it is necessary i mean is there a religious dogma to it I don't think there is, because, like you said, it comes from Confucius. Is it um, stem from uh, another religion, Taoism or something? doesn't seem to be. So, yeah, it's f- philosophical and ethical, socio-political teachings. Right. I mean, it's it's definitely a religion in that there is a, you know, Confucius is the central figure. The doctrine would be the five classics, you know, the books written by him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there's... The theology about it is it's more sparse than the other ones, and it's like we said, it's less supernatural. But I, you know, I think that's what pushes it into the religious category. Is they have five books under one umbrella, all written by a central figure, 
all guiding people on how to live their life. Yeah, but there's no, nothing supernatural about it, and True. they don't pray to him. True. They may venerate him, but... Yeah, I don't I don't say that it's necessarily unreasonable. Mm. I'm saying that I can see why you would call it a religion. Sure, agreed. Sounds a lot like Scientology to me. <laughs> Just saying. I don't know. I don't read anything about uh, needing to give them all your money. Well, I mean, I just heard Central Figure, five books. <laughs> and I was like, oh, L. Ron Hubbard, okay. But their ethics are benevolence, righteousness, proper right. I don't even know what that means, though. Knowledge and integrity. I'm not sure what proper right means, but... Um, uh, that's a good question. Sounds good so far, the whole thing. Yeah. Well, it sounds good to me so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Baha'ism. So... Baha'ism is, it's kind of, it's not a branch. It's an offshoot, I guess, of Islam. And before you, <laughs> you go too far with that, it is, it, so it was originally Islamic believers, but it has, and it is monotheistic, but it has more of an emphasis on a spiritual unity of all humankind. So it is, if you take, uh, if you take the parts of, of Islam that are all about uh, unifying the people, having people li living together. It does have the same, they call them messengers, um, it, but Moses, Jesus, Muhammad, they are all recognized within the Baha'i religion, but the Baha'i are all about uniting the humankind. So in a way, since it's based on Islam, and it has the same Abrahamic roots, yeah, roots that that the other religions did that we struck off right away. I can see it removing it, but at the same time, it is a a fairly you know it is a peaceful, uniting belief system. It is. I support the central tenement of this religion, but I agree with you that for those other that in order to achieve that, we need those other hoopla. Then I say nay. Yeah. Right. I can before, see it falling. Before we strike it off the list, though, let's hit the other three real quick. Sure. And but let me follow up. I did did a, I had a couple seconds of researching proper right. Okay. Mm. I mean, uh, and it's just it, to, to split it up right as in, you know, a right or a ritual and proper meaning just that. So so proper right means keep your rituals ethical, proper in good order. That is, you know, the, the ethic of, of the Confucianism. Okay. When you perform a religious ceremony, make sure it is performed properly. Make sure it is performed respectfully. Make sure it is performed within the confines of Confucianism. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it, it turned out to be more straightforward than I realized. Hmm. All right, so Sikhism. Okay. Yes. All I, know, all I know about the, the Sikhs, I mean, almost literally all I know, is that people mistake them for being Muslim. Cause, right, because they wear the, the the headdress. Yeah, um, the reason they wear that is because they don't cut their hair, but that's not central to the religion. It's just become a tradition more than anything else. So it is a monistic religion, and the basis of it is that there is one supreme entity holding control of the entire universe. In other words, it's people talk about, well, I don't believe in God, but I don't understand how the universe was created. So I'm going to ascribe it to a omnipresent deity that created the entirety of the universe but it doesn't care about us doesn't know about us it's just what started things that's kind of more where sikhism comes from the basics of it are truth is higher than all else 
and higher still is uh, truthful living and Sikh principles encourage living life as a householder. In other words, take care of the earth, take care of the people around you. Those are kind of the, the basics. There is, a, like I said, a concept of God, so there is a bit of uh, mysticism to it, but I don't think there's much prayer to God. So it's kind of one of the middle ground ones as far as yeah. religion goes. The knock- it, it, it's got a higher power in it. Yes, it does have a higher power. Um, they also, though, their religion grants them the right to, to carry a dagger wherever they go. <laughs> awesome! I'm in! <laughs> you can't comb your hair, though. I mean, you can't cut your hair, though. I don't have any hair, so that'll be fine for me as well. There you go. <laughs> and I get a dagger. <laughs> I don't he already have that. It's called the Second <laughs> Amendment, yo. Don't tread on me. <laughs> Oh, also yeah, but now I can use a higher power to justify my weapon, not just the, just the <laughs> stupid Bill of Rights. <laughs> the baptized Sikhs uh, ritually wear five items. The the five items are yeah, uncut hair, a small wooden comb you carry with you, a, a circular steel or iron bracelet, a dagger or sword, and special undergarments, which I'm a little bit frightened to look at. So, <laughs> Magic underwear? Yeah, they have magic underwear. Mm. Nice. I thought well, do that you, was just a Mormon thing. Yeah. Uh, do you well, do you remember when we were uh, in the casinos in in Atlantic City the one time and you said you were in the bathroom down by the bus station and there was a man in there going to the bathroom and there was lots of rummaging going on. He was probably Sikh. <laughs> no, I don't remember that don't at remember all. That? But maybe it was Ian. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't. Nope. I was. I'm just as puzzled. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where this story is going. I don't know the source. <laughs> Where am I and what's happening? <laughs> it was a guy. I don't, I don't even know how you drew that conclusion. <laughs> I, no, I, you said somebody said he was an Indian. And he had a. Uh, it's not a turban. I forget what it's called. But the headgear. Yeah. Headgear. Yeah. It's not, it's not called a turban. I don't think so. Not in. Probably C- not. No, it, yeah, it has a different name. Yeah, it has a different oh, okay. name. But I don't remember what it is offhand. It's probably in this. But there's a lot of words. Sikhism is a lot of words. words. Sikhism is complicated. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of people that follow it. Follow it. So it is one thing it's got going for it. Um, There have there has only been one act of Sikh terrorism. I think ever. Hmm. Okay. And they were soundly denounced. So this is not the thing in in Sikhism. So Dastar is apparently what it is called. Okay. So, yeah, no wonder I wouldn't have come up with that. Yeah. All right, so finally, finally, <laughs> Buddhism. <laughs> Buddhism, There's. I don't know a whole lot. I know that there's... Um, yeah, I've been reading it to the best of my ability and trying to learn more during and before this episode, and it is surprisingly complex. <laughs> uh, there's two major yeah. branches. They have many gods. Right. Yeah. Yep. Unreasonable. <laughs> <laughs> That's... I can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah, it's polytheistic religion. It, it inv- involves rebirth. If you do good work, that's Buddhism, right? If you if you do well in your life, you'll be reincarnated as something better. Oh, wait, if you do, that sounds like Hinduism. Did I get it backwards? Nuts. <laughs> it really sounds like Hinduism. <laughs> well, there's a rebirth section. There is. There is. Yeah, no, you're right. There's a rebirth in, in Buddhism. Oh, it's also blurry. Why'd we try to tackle so much? <laughs> I'm already feeling overwhelmed. I vote for Shintoism. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how this works. I know. Yeah, it's a succession of lifetimes. It, that's part yep. of Buddhism as well. I think Buddhism and Hinduism have some linkages. A lot of crossover. Yeah, I think so. Let's- yeah, but this one, like we said, it's polytheistic. It's got Buddha as a central figure. There's prayers. That's already two strikes against it as yeah. far as reason goes. Like, they're reasonable people. Yes. They seem nice. They're not very intrusive, but I, I don't. I didn't think that was our guidelines for this 
particular discussion. Sure, right. I would agree. Yeah, there there's lots of gods. Oh, yeah, I would put that, so far, all the ones we talked about, this goes to the bottom with lots of gods. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so without getting into them much further, we're going to go ahead and take Hinduism and Buddhism off because the the, the number of gods? Yes. All right, Confucianism, there wasn't a god, right? Sikhism, there's a god, but it's... Right, there was a there was a god that created everything, a deistic. but it's apathetic and, and doesn't doesn't say anything. Right, and Confucian it, no go, no god, but it does have a prophet, obviously, an author, an author of its yeah. yeah. All right, so with that in mind, Baha'i has a central monotheistic idea. So yeah, give him the chop. <laughs> we're pretty much saying that is not a reasonable thing to assume, Correct. based on what we know, evidence. Right, and it's all tough. Bear in mind that when we started this. All religion is based on belief. Right. And so, therefore, it goes against reason. But, you know, we want to see which is to the least degree. Do you yeah. take the Tyrion Lannister look at belief? <laughs> <laughs> the drowned guy it, wants it, to drown you and the, that the it gets god you of nowhere. wants to burn you. And <laughs> yeah. where's, oh, the, right. where, where's the god of tits and beer? <laughs> tits and wine, baby. <laughs> uh, for the most part. I, I just it, the the whole thing is is just has always been and will continue to be tough for me. There are no other aspects in my existence where people would tell me to take something on faith and something this encompassing and important as all of creation. They're just like, nah, just just go with it. It's cool. <laughs> well, it's like, interesting. All right, so could you explain how the Big Bang Theory? The mathematics behind it. Oh, no, math is hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to public school, yo. <laughs> but if you sat down with, you know, a theoretical physicist, with me, given a, you know, 10 years or so, he could explain it to me so that I could explain it back. And it sure. would, and mathematically it would make sense. But you could do that for 10 years with any religion and no, it's not going to work. Yeah, part of it but is the most important part about that is that the Big Bang Theory is a theory. Theory, right. They're not even sure. So and they're not saying this is goddamn canon. You have to adhere to this. They're like, right. look, this is a, a strong theory. This is, this is the best information we have based yeah. on the evidence that we've been able to observe. Yeah, I mean, to that effect, everything is a theory. You can't discredit something because it's got the word theory in it. Gravity is a theory. Germs are a theory. Right. Well, uh, germs. Well, we, 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 <laughs> can see germ. we can see germs. Yeah, we though. can see germs. Right, but that's fine. But there is, um, there, the, the way muscles move, it's called the sliding filament theory. We can, we can go in there and we can watch these things happen. We can watch the, the potassium and, and the chains being broken and we can watch this, the, the filaments in your arm attaching to one and pulling it across under a microscope. And it is still a theory because something can, you can theoretically research something, you know, an infinite number of times. And, and without doing that, you never know if you're going to get a different result. But you just have to, based on, you know, the evidence you've collected, assume that every time I drop this pencil, it's going to fall. Is it ever going to fall up? I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Same thing with, with the muscles, the sliding filament theory. You know, I asked about that in school and I'm like, maybe I just don't understand what the word theory means and that's why I'm getting confused. And I don't think that I did. I don't think theory means... People think theory means hypothesis and it does not. Right. A theory is a collection of facts put together to attempt to prove something. It's not a kind of good guess. And for right. the most part, what we call theories are, I mean, they're not set in stone, but they are very sound. But if there is an outlier that, that we find, 
then we'll just have to adapt that theory. It's There won't be an outlier that is going to come back and prove germ theory wrong. Right. right. But there may a, be an outlier that will come in and we'll have to adapt the theory of how we, we understand things in order to fit this outlier. Right. The main difference I find is that with a scientific theory, you invite all of your friends and colleagues to find the mistakes in your work. With religion, oh, yeah. <laughs> with religion, you find people that agree with you completely. That's, that's the and main. And don't difference. ask any questions. Right. And don't <laughs> right. ask questions. Yeah. Right. And that's that's the part. And that's the part about belief. No one asks me to take any other parts of my life on belief. Like Jared's not going to call me up tomorrow and be like, "Hey, Ian, Kelly's cheating on you." Tell me more. Uh, just just take it on faith. It's happening. Don't investigate it. Yeah. Don't ask about it. It's just true. Just believe me. It's not even a theory. No. It's a law. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would think that that would be absolutely outrageous. But, you know, to think that I, I'm to take all these other things on faith is, is shocking to me. Yeah. yeah. Shocking. Consider so, me shocked. So to get us back on track here. Yes. What yeah. we have left, Confucianism, Jainism, Shintoism, and Sikhism, there is a lot of overlap here. There is. Yeah. I got to tell you, though, the Jainism seems the most solid to me at Jainism's all. Jainism's pretty solid. But again, I, I've already voiced my objections there. I've, I've got, if we're going to make another cut, though, I, I would say cut Sikhism because yeah. God. they are explaining away. Yes, they are explaining away the creation with some apathetic God that doesn't talk to us, <laughs> interact with us, or like us created everything and then was like peace i'm out there you go enjoy that's a more reasonable theory on god than a lot of the rest of them however absolutely i agree with absolutely you. So but, it, but yeah yeah it's, it's still at the top of the of, of the um it's, it's at the bottom of the possibly reasonable yeah All right, right. So, so now little, we're down go ahead to make a little bit more progress i'm going to suggest uh that we go that we strike shintoism because of the belief in spirits I the, agree. The, uh, and the shrines, the, the shrine. Right. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's tough because I again I was only taking away the parts that I was down with was you know yeah don't, from history, yeah, don't learn get me from wrong, history and respect your elders. Mm. Everything else um, about it, I love. But yes, I don't believe that my ancestors are physically watching over me in any sort of you know celestial form. That seems preposterous. It, it, there seems to be a lot of mythology behind it, and uh, a lot of. Not gods, but native beliefs and, you know, spiritualism right. in it. So, yeah, I would agree. I like it otherwise, but, yeah. I like that respect your elders things now that I'm becoming sure. an elder. <laughs> <laughs> if I was 20, I'd be like, fuck that shit. Put it at number 12. <laughs> so right. just to put it more on the list, the Shinto does come with a creation story, the creation of Japan. There is a male and female spirits whose name was I'm not going to, to pronounce. <laughs> They were called on by the myriad of gods, so right there we have a problem, mm -hmm. uh, and they right. were asked to help each other create a new land, and they were given a spear, which they stirred in the water, and when they were removed from the water, it dripped from the end, and an island was created in the great nothingness. Mm. Uh-oh. This might have to go lower now. <laughs> Possible. They lived on the island in a great palace, and they had a large pole, and when they danced around the pole, that created their children. <laughs> Shintoism so. just moved to number eight <laughs> in my book. I'm sorry. I still love it, but it just moved to eight. <laughs> there, there are a lot of mythos involved in Shintoism. So, I mean, I, do you guys agree? I don't know. <laughs> it really no, went down I, I the list. I, I mean, it, I, I'm fine with where it is. I don't, you know, I don't find that story any more silly than the Sikh story. Mm. Well, the Sikh story is that they just don't know. 
right? Nope. They said they said there was a god who created everything and then just cut and run. Yeah, and he, he didn't just create us. We are not the center of the universe. He created no, all the things everywhere. Everything. Yeah. Yes. Mm. All right. Well, listen, it's it's down there. They're both yeah. down there. Yeah. Yeah. These so, last two are pretty tough. Though. They are going to be. We're but I have to, if I if I could throw my two cents in on the last two. Yeah. Yeah. The very fact that Confucianism does have a central figure might put it at number two for me and Jainism mm. at number one because it just is all about you. Right. I, I, but I see, I feel like you're not trying to become Confucius in this. You are trying to take the wisdom that he, you know, shared with the world incorporated into your own life to be a better person. Oh, and no. Really- yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not, there's nothing, it's not. Please, it's nowhere near like Scientology with Elmer and Hubbard. Like, <laughs> right. I'm sure all his teachings are good, but you're still elevating one person that, that you don't worship him, per se. You know, there's no, you know, you don't pray to him and anything like that. But the Jainism is like, it's all about you and you yep. elevating yourself and nobody else. And you don't need to worry about what I agree. Know. I do see that, you know, I know Confucianism has elements of, um, you know, leaving offerings and sacrifices uh, for ans- for your ancestors, oh. which, you know, is a little sketch right mm-hmm. there. Mm. But boy, the, you know, the core, the core beliefs, benevolence, justice, integrity, knowledge, mm. loyalty, consistency. Mm. They're all good things. They are. And Jainism sounds like a real Debbie Downer kind of religion. It does. <laughs> <laughs> it does. But it, I, I mean, if we are, you know, Taking it at the word, the word "reasonable" at face value, I, I'm, I'm hearing you on this one, and I, I, I don't think I can take the fight any further. I don't think I even want to fight. I think you are correct. Well, I've been wandering think- down the Jainism Wikipedia articles, and I found a god in Jainism. There are five supreme beings in Jainism. Oh, shit! Ah! <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, Arahant Siddha, our head of the monastic order, the preceptors of less advanced aesthetics, and Jain monks. Yeah, there are at least. Supreme beings in Jainism, and I don't know the ah, shit. Yeah, when there is a belief in reincarnation as well within Jainism, yeah, probably within Confucianism as well. Exactly, I be right? That's exactly where I was going. Well, so uh, they're they're. I don't know that they're actually specific people or even specific, you know, ancient peoples. They're more ideals. So uh, the one is a soul who has conquered inner passions such as attachment, anger, pride, and greed. It's kind of like an example of how of how good you can be. I don't know that it's necessarily a person, but they do. there is some form of veneration because there's a giant statue of this person. According to – I'm taking a look at actually uh, the BBC – webpage on religions it says that Jains do not believe in a god or gods in the way that other religions do they Mm. believe in divine beings that are worthy of devotion so it seems like more that these divine beings are just just beings who have reached the pinnacle of what they believe in yeah i think that they're more examples of what you can become if you try hard enough right not necessarily gods right all right jainism's back on the top for me yeah all right. Oh, it's close. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it, but uh, I'm still Confucianism. I still uh, I'll give it a. It gets solid a gold star. Second. Yeah, it, it gets does. a gold star. It really does. Yeah. I mean, good good on both of them. I think I pref- if, if we're going to vote, I'm going to go with I think Confucianism because there is nothing, as far as I can see, um, supernatural about it. Right. Damn, she's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I think I just changed. If there is some supernatural component to Jainism, it's it's tenuous, but it's there. 
I'm going to shuffle them back and forth until we make a decision. <laughs> um, I vote Confucianism, number one. And I was solid on Jainism before, but you won me over with the supernatural. Is there anything in Confucianism about the afterlife? I don't think there is, actually, in Confucianism. No, I don't think so. All right. I think we're reaching a conclusion, then. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think uh, I think... I think just just when it looked like 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 they were down and out, I think Confucianism snuck in there at the top. Am I wrong? No, it pulled the Cersei Lannister right at the end there. <laughs> uh, oh wait, so, so what about, we're ba- did you have something else? Well, I'm just reading quickly about women in Confucian thought. So you, you go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I think we we're coming up with the Confucianism is the most reasonable religion, and that is due to the fact that there is no supernatural aspect of it. It is we did start this off with that it is it really looks like a belief system, and and the question of whether or not it is a religion came into came into the conversation really early on. So that probably is why it ended up on top. If it qualifies as a religion, <laughs> it barely yeah. does, and it mm. makes the top of the reasonable list. <laughs> So there you go. The traditions evidently are a little bit sexist, but eh, up until the 70s, pretty much everything was, so, and still is, <laughs> to, to different degrees, so, eh, Confucianism, I'm happy. Okay. Same here. Yeah, solid. We reached cool. a solid conclusion. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thank everyone for listening. And if you do have any questions or comments that you'd anything you'd like us to talk about, feel free to go to profaneargument.com. You can leave your comment on there and we will uh, address it. Uh, I would also like to encourage anyone who is listening to podcasts to check out the soon to be named network. You can find several different podcasts on there, like the prodigal sons with Ian and Jared, along with Brian and Adam, the prime defective, which is with Jared uh, as also. And, uh, and Brian, where I'm they talk everywhere, baby, <laughs> where they talk about the star Trek next generation. Haven't had one for a little while. Uh, they're out there. Brian's just not posting them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Puzzle Warriors 3 with Ian and myself, along with Craig, we talk about Marvel Puzzle Quest, a match three Hooray game. for those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Podvocacy with Jason and David, where they talk about pop culture events that interest them. And the Fresher and Parlance show, which is a live YouTube stream. And finally, the Longbox Heroes and Longbox Heroes After Dark with Leonard and Todd, where they talk about just about everything to do with comics. So again, I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night, and may your God go with you. (laughs) 